Welcome to Help, Help I'm, I'm Obsessed, obsessed with, with the Enneagram, a podcast where we discuss the lives of fictional characters to avoid obsessing over our own. This week we're discussing the Disney princesses. But before we get into that, who are we and what the heck is an Enneagram? Kyle, take it away. Hi, I'm Kyle um, and I am a type 4 on the Enneagram and my pronouns are he, they. The Enneagram is an ancient personality typing system that has nine types. The type one, the reformer, type two, the helper, type three, the achiever, type four, the romantic, type five, the observer, type six, the loyalist, type seven, the enthusiast, type eight, the challenger, and type nine, the peacemaker. Um, There are more nuances involved in that, um, but we can get into more details of those as and when they come up. And my name is Catherine, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm type 5, and I am an aspiring screenwriter. I have an MFA in screenwriting from Boston University, so, so we're basically just going to analyse a TV show or a film every week and chat about what type we would put the characters into. Yeah, basically. Howdy, hi, hello. (laughs) Um. That's quite a welcome. (laughs) uh welcome back to help i'm obsessed with the enneagram with Catherine and kyle i mean we've just introduced the enneagram uh podcast in the little pre-recorded bit that you've just listened to but have it again hello hello (laughs) this week we are recording the first of a three-parter episode this shit's getting wild because we are gonna talk about all of the Disney princesses! Yay! I'm so excited for this. I Me love Disney too. princesses. Because I think that we could very easily have done a whole episode on each film. Oh, as I was watching like the four that we did, we're doing this week, I was like, we could fully just do an episode on each of these. But I think but it's I more think fun we, to discuss yeah, the princesses. I think it's more fun to chat about all of the different princesses kind of in comparison with each other and especially mm, seeing definitely. how some of the older princesses and the older films in personality compared to mm. the ones who are more definitely. modern yeah um, and so what how we've divided it is we've taken basically one from one end like the oldest one and the newest one and then the second oldest the second newest third oldest yeah we haven't gone chronologically at all so this week we've got two of the oldest princesses and then the two newest princesses um so i'm really excited to compare and contrast as we kind of go um and to clarify we're talking about uh the 12 official current official disney princesses this is the list that we find as of september 2021 these are the current official yeah. Disney princesses. This and doesn't we include... have not included Frozen because no. technically both of They're the Frozen princesses. princesses are queens. Yeah. So we might do a future episode on Frozen or fro- we could do a bumper one on Frozen and Frozen yeah. 2. If people are interested, uh, and let us know. And Raya, I don't know if she's going to become a Disney princess one day, but I think... I think she technically qualifies, but obviously she's very new, so maybe, or maybe they're just going to do 12 princesses and never add any more princesses. Nah, who knows? (laughs) I mean, I think they probably will at some point, but also, 
they can't really retire any of the old ones. No, so, I think people would be far too mad if uh, if they did that. So are we going to start with the oldest one first? Yeah, let's. So we are going to start with the very first Disney princess who starred in the very first ever feature-length animated film that was ever released in the world, Snow White, from Snow yeah. White and the Seven Dwarfs, from yeah, the 1937 yeah. classic. It's um, old. And also, wow. like, the animation <laughs> completely holds up. This yeah. film is, like, maybe, like, in, like, 15 This years. film is older than my grandparents. Yeah, I was like... going to say, it's, like, it's nearly 100 years old. <laughs> yeah. But it still it... looks beautiful. Yeah, like, you know, there's some questionable things going on in it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but but, but it's interesting. the animation is, wow. It's interesting to think about the sort of questionable things going on in it. And maybe even the personality types of some of these older princesses mm, in regards definitely. to what, like, the idealised personality for a young woman to have mm-hmm. at that time would definitely. have been. So we are just going to type the main princesses before moving on to the next film but we have selected a bunch of side characters from each film and we're going to chat about them in our rapid round at the end of the episode so if you are listening and you're like oh my god they've talked about snow white and they haven't even talked about what enneagram types each of the seven dwarves are or anything like that listen to the end of the episode i don't even know if we're gonna do all the seven dwarves because there's a lot i don't know (laughs) maybe Um, sick. Do you want to go first or shall I? You go first. Okay, cool. So I think Snow White is a relatively easy one to type, especially when we think about how, uh, the idealized view of women in 1937 is, and unfortunately still in the patriarchy, women, I think, still have an an essence of this expectation put upon them, at least in the UK and in other places, it is more extreme or less extreme, dependent on where in the world you live. Um, But, you know, the patriarchy is still unfortunately smothering us all. Um, (laughs) But... That's meaning that would to make say, for a great t-shirt. Just to sidebar very slightly, like, I am being smothered by the patriarchy, or the patriarchy is smothering mm. me. Mm. To be so, like, I, I will. <laughs> if you want merch, <laughs> let's do it. Um, needless to say, nothing wrong with being this type. If you are a woman, if you are a man, nothing wrong with being this type. But it is what society expects women to be, um, in my opinion. I think that Snow White is a type two. Um, I believe that she wishes for love. She's gentle and hopeful. She's kind of endlessly optimistic. Um, Like she just, she gets like this like dirty, gross house. And it's like, let me just clean it for you. Um, (laughs) It's like so thrilled about the idea of cleaning it. Um, she looks after animals, she looks after people, she trusts people, like, straight away. Um, she loves to be tidy, she's very mothering, um, but she wants that mothering and giving energy given back to her. She doesn't necessarily explicitly say that, but she says things like, 
um, we'll clean the house, then maybe they'll let me stay. Um, like, it's very transactional. Mm. Like, she's cleaning the house because they will let her stay if she cleans the house. Um, again, she reiterates that later and says, if you let me stay, I'll keep your house. I'll do your cooking. I'll do your cleaning. I'll do all Bless of this her. for you. Which, like, jeez. <laughs> like, <laughs> you've just been, like, ran out of your home by some queen woman um are we co- are we sure of the relationship between the queen and snow white like is, she, uh, is, is it a stepmother, stepmother situation i believe that's where the truth yeah. comes from of having um, an evil stepmother yeah and uh yeah she just gives yeah, up her a life princess living with her stepmother yeah <laughs> and she just gives up her life when the prince comes along because she's like ah oh, love and attention undying sure i'll give up my life straight away i don't need to see the dwarves ever again goodbye dwarves thank you for your time um and yeah thank that's you for the... building me this beautiful glass grave to stay. yeah wow <laughs> um yeah so that is my pitch as cinderella as a type two cinderella snow cinderella, white as a... snow sorry white. snow white is a type two the helper thoughts and feelings i can totally see why you've gone for this type. I haven't gone oh, for no. this type. <laughs> <laughs> we have a disagreement straight out of the gates, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Um, I, no, I totally get it. But I also am like, I think maybe I didn't pick up on those few lines mm. with her saying like, oh, if I clean the house, like, you'll let me stay. So I definitely see her as someone who does stuff for other people and wants to help other people but i didn't see it as mm. transactional necessarily mm. um so i decided to type her as a type nine ah. because i think that she is she's very accepting of like Ooh, everything sorry. that happens to her she's mm. quite a lot of like traumatic stuff happened to her and she's just like very traumatic um <laughs> she's like it's no big deal like someone a, a huntsman tries to murder her in the woods <laughs> And then she's like, don't worry about it. I'm just going to dash off. And then she's like, ooh, beds. Seven little children must live here. And it's like, totally cool. Mm. Just goes with it. Goes with the flow. She's very trusting. The prince Mm. like kisses her awake. And she's like, wonderful. Time to go to your castle. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Here is my solution for my life. (laughs) So uh, I think like type nines are normally, they have that like optimism and supportiveness about other people mm-hmm. but they can also be like really willing to go along with everything mm-hmm. to keep these and i think she is just very like cool like i'll go go along with whatever like we could have a singing a dance or we can clean the house like she's not really uh one for like standing up for herself or mm-hmm. <laughs> bringing a lot of conflict into the situation um mm-hmm. And, like, one of the things that I really like about Nines is that they are able to bring people together and heal conflicts and other people. Mm. I think she does that quite well with the dwarves when they're all sort of have their own little personalities going on. She's able to step in and sort of sort them out in quite, like, a motherly way, as you were saying. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I decided to go for a type nine (laughs) Mm. because I feel like she's just, like, super harmonious. Oh, there was a... So I've written down a few quotes from some of the songs that I felt, like, Mm. summed up for me what their personalities are. And she sings this to the animals in the forest and she says... There's no use in grumbling when raindrops come tumbling. Remember, you're the one who can fill the world with sunshine. Oh my God. Snow White, give yourself a break. Like, 
you're the one who can fill the world with sunshine. sunshine it's not yeah. just up to you. But like, um, whenever wow. whenever it's rainy, there's no there's no point in grumbling for Snow White. Oh, bless her. <laughs> um, jeez, she uh, needs some therapy. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, it's kind of like we were saying of, like, I think the standards for women at this period in time where they're, like, women should be accepting and they mm. should be gentle and they should be kind and yeah. like, they should be beautiful but also beautiful on the inside and have a beautiful heart and, like, just be very willing to acquiesce to everyone mm. else's desires Yeah, give them. up, like, every en- a- essence of autonomy. Like, yeah. Just so I like... think, like... For the time, this was quite a typical portrayal of a woman, mm. especially a role model kind of figure that you would want to show to children. Mm. That was one thing that was really interesting on rewatching it is obviously I am still, well, not obviously, you guys don't know me very well. You've just listened to me once a week on a podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, I am a bit of a distance away from having children, um, quite a few years. But me and my boyfriend were watching this and uh, we sort of turned to each other <laughs> and we were like... to have seven children. <laughs> and no, 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 no. No, we turned to each other and we were kind of like, I don't know if I'd want to show my children this or not. Yeah. Like, we sort of, it's his, it's his mum's absolute favorite disney princess film um so i'm sure our children will see it at some point in their lives um i'm sure we can't shield them from (laughs) disney princess films um but yeah it did i was watching it and i was like i yeah i i don't know if i'd want my kids in 20 whenever yeah, because well, like nowadays, it. it reinforces a lot of these like gender stereotypes of like women will stay at home while like mm. the men go out and work, and the women do all the cleaning and the cooking, and they're there to fall in love with a handsome prince, well, which I, I think, think we've grown past a lot of that now. Definitely, and I think also even like at a basic level, just she really kind of gives up everything for a group of people who are not willing to like accept her help necessarily, like. Yeah. They aren't, they didn't ask for her to do it, but she's like, I'm just gonna do everything for you and not actively ask for any sort of like compensation for this. Yeah. Which I just don't think would have been like an occurrence to any woman. No. Like, I, I think if like the people who were animating this spoke to women at the time, like that's not something they would have said that they needed in a, no. in a female character the way that Probably we not. feel like we need it now. Um, but yeah, that's very interesting about like, oh, would I show this to my children now? <laughs> because like, mm. I, Snow White has never been my favourite, but no, we did used to have like a Disney CD or something in our house. And my mum, when she used to get me and my sister to help her clean the house, mm. would give us like little, she'd give us like furniture polish and she'd get us to go around and like polish all the door frames and stuff. Yeah. It was basically like keep us quiet while she did actual cleaning. Yeah. Um, but she used to put the CD on and we used to sing Whistle While You Work mm. while we went to so we'd be like, Whistle While You Work, while we'd like wander around cleaning the house. Yeah. <laughs> and that, like, Honestly, it worked a treat. <laughs> I'm sure it did. And that's the thing is at the end of the day, like we both probably saw Snow White when we were young children and like we're, st- we're fine, but also like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely an interesting conversation to think about. 
Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> shall so, we compare twos and nines? Yeah. Um, so I've cracked open our favourite book, The Art of Typing by Ginger Lapid Bogda, which compares all the different Enneagram types um, so that you can better type yourself or help your friends type themselves. So, if you were to be completely honest, do you think you can get almost anyone you want to like you? Or do you not think about mu- much about getting others to like you? Hmm. I personally think Snow White believes she could get absolutely think, any yeah. person in the world to like her. But I don't think she's, like, anxious about it. I think it's just, like, no. giving to her. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think like, she don't worries think about it. Necessarily, it's something that she thinks about a lot. But she's like, yeah, it would come naturally. But I think if you asked her, like, could you get any person on the world to like you? She'd go, yeah. Yeah, I could. Like, I... Yeah. I agree, I think she almost sees, like, Grumpy as, like, a challenge to be, like, great, this is the person I will get to like Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. So, yeah, that definitely leans into, like, two territory. Um, now, would you please describe, ah, this is, so we've looked at this page before when we were looking in Little Women, um, and we were comparing, I think it was Beth, um, March, and, uh, it was, would you please describe what friends means to you, the role they play in your life, and how you would describe them? And basically the responses for a two is that they're able to kind of talk a lot about oh, I have these friends and these friends, and they sort of almost, like, categorise their friends a little bit. Um, They have a lot to say about friends, whereas nines kind of are a bit more like, yeah, I guess I have some friends. Like, I don't know what you want me to say about them. No, Um, I think Snow White would... And not to put words in her mouth, but I think she would be like, these are my friends in the forest and they're all little animals. And these are the seven dwarves and I live with them and they're fantastic. And this is the love of my life. Their little like high pitched voice. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I could see her being probably a bit offensive in saying, these are my dwarf friends. Like something like that. Like I feel like I could see those words coming from her mouth. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so that would again lead her into two territory. Um, And then finally, are you good at knowing and meeting others' needs and how do you know what others need? I think she's very good at Mm. knowing. I think think she... I honestly know that I'm answering (laughs) these questions. I'm like, why didn't I type her as a two? (laughs) Because she, yeah. When you see a character being really giving... And just painfully optimistic. It's really easy to go, oh, it's a nine. Yeah. Because nines are very giving and endlessly optimistic. But I think what's interesting, so I haven't really found a time to bring in this uh, Enneagram theory or like explanation before. Um, but I felt like it was really appropriate for one of the other princesses, but I'm going to bring it into this one, is um, the idea that each triad has, like, a thing, a way that they react to a certain idea. So, uh, just idea. to clarify, 
the triads are the thinking triad, the feeling triad, and what's the third one? It's like the gut triad or okay. the instinctual triad. So all nine of the Enneagram types fit into one of those triads. Yes. Um, so the gut triad has a relationship with autonomy, so wanting to be in charge of their own destiny kind of thing. Uh, the feeling triad has a relationship with attention. Um, and the thinking triad has a relationship with security. And each type within those triads reacts in a specific way to that concept. Yeah. And so for a two, they're in the feeling triad, so they react to attention and they want to earn attention. So the types either earn, withdraw in order to receive it, or demand it. And the two wants to earn attention. So this is like Snow White's thing of like, I will clean the house and therefore mm. you will let me stay. Yes, exactly. Whereas a nine withdraws from or uh, withdraws in order to gain autonomy. So they want to be in charge of themselves, but they do that by withdrawing from, like, decisions and withdrawing from, like, others and being like, well, if I just make myself really small and insignificant, then I can be in charge of what I want to do and I Mm. won't bother anyone else kind of thing. This is so interesting. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Well, what wing did you give Snow White? Because I think it's probably going to be the same one that I gave her. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, I gave her a wing one. Yeah. um, Because, you know, she's an organisation queen. She uh, (laughs) cleans endlessly. She wants to know the rules. She wants to follow the rules. She's like, this is how you clean. And she's also just like inherently morally good as a, a character. Yeah, she's kind of the archetype of this is like a good person who just like doesn't ask for anything. <laughs> so Snow White of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is a mm. type two with a one wing. Mm. I agree yes. with you that she was easier to die. Like out of all the mm. types, those were really the only two that I landed on initially. I definitely found the older princesses easier, easier to, type. to type. Although, except for, although Merida was very easy to type for me. Well, um, but <laughs> which princess are we going to move to next? Do you want to do another well, older one, or should we talk? I think let's let's go full blast into the future. Let's yeah. head straight to I am Moana, Moana of Motunui. Uh, the most recent addition to the Disney Princess roster. Um, yeah. So, yeah, from the 2016 film. She's technically... Well, she's like part of the Disney princesses, but she does say in the film, she makes like a point of saying that she's the daughter of a chief of yes. this Polynesian village. And she doesn't think she's princess, but obviously they kind of added her to the, mm. to the lineup. Um, Moana was the one that I found the hardest to type. She was so hard to type. I'm still not confident on the one I landed on. I think it's just because she, yeah, I guess 
this idea of like writing more complicated female characters mm. <laughs> we are like now fully in 2016 and moana has a lot of complex feelings and emotions mm. and desires which is like yeah. great like um, a normal human <laughs> like a normal human but it makes her harder to to pin down to mm. um a stereotype or an archetype but ultimately i decided that she's always looking for like some new experience or like freedom from her mm-hmm. surroundings so i decided to type her as a type seven because i think she is spontaneous so like an example of her spontaneity is like the first time she sings how far i'll go she just hops mm. in the boat oh <laughs> she fully. just she just goes to leave the island without saying a single thing to anybody mm. and then she obviously crashes out and ends back on the beach but i like on first watching you are like well Anna, you're not gonna give like anybody a hands up no you just you've just gone um, I think she's very versatile uh, in the way that Sevens are. Like, she picks up sailing and she picks up wayfinding extremely quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also has these, like, seven qualities of, like, becoming quite scattered when she's stressed. She gets very impatient and, like, impulsive at different points of the film, especially with Maui, the god who she's trying to convince to give back the heart of Tefiti. Um mm. Uh, but yeah, I think like ultimately this like desire, like her whole desire at the beginning of the film, what is making her feel guilty is that she wants to leave and experience this like freedom and experience life mm. in a different way than her family do. Um, and obviously it all works out fine whenever she finds mm. out that the village used to be travelers, <laughs> voyagers, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like one of the quotes that I had written down, um, which is from the point before we started recording, we were talking about how this film both makes both of us sob. This mm. is in the song that makes me sob, oh. where she says, the call isn't out there at all, it's inside me. Like this mm. call to like go out and be be yourself and be out in the wild is like has been inside her all the, all the time. It's not been out somewhere else. Mm. It gets me. Even talking about it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's so This good. is what I'm going to be like during um, Tangled when we get there, because there's a scene <laughs> in Tangled that I can't talk about without crying. So. No, literally, this... <laughs> just this scene every single time I'm like oh when she's like I am Moana I'm like "Ah, you are are Moana (laughs) I love her do you agree what did you type her as so seven was in my considerations she is so hard to type so I I am even tempted that after I do this pitch and we decide between the two types that I've that you and me have picked to almost like do a secondary pitch because I'm like so <laughs> like frazzled about where to type her um because she's so like confident and self-assured which I was like oh maybe she's an eight I considered seven because she's yeah, I think so like me, her like confidence and self-assuredness the fact she is able and willing to lead this like tribe of people mm for me that would be her eight wing coming mm. in yeah um but i ended up settling and i i don't know if this is right because 
every other version of this type that I am aware of isn't as sort of, I suppose, free and open as... Not open. I don't know the words to use, but isn't like Moana. So I typed her as a one. Interesting. That's not what I thought you were going to (sighs) say. Yeah. So because of her, like, excitableness for, like, adventure, I was kind of like, is she a one? But then ultimately I was kind of like, everything she does in this film is to, like bring goodness back to the world and to like lead her tribe and to like bring her people together and to like prove herself as like a good leader and like a good person. She is concerned with morals and morality and doing something. And like in her uh, How Far I'll Go, the first time she's singing it, like she's considering, she's sort of constantly saying like, oh, I have this, like, strive for adventure, but I just wish I didn't. Like, I wish, like, maybe I could roll with my role, like everyone else can. Like, why can't I just stay on the island and do what my dad wants me to do? I just, like, feel like I'm wrong doing this. But, like, she literally says, what is wrong with me? Wanting to follow something other than what should be prescribed. And she's very concerned with what she should be doing. And it Mm. isn't until her grandma is, like, almost gives her permission and says, like, you have to go. Does she finally allow herself? It's like she's waiting for that permission. Mm. And in the, like, earning, withdrawing, demanding autonomy, attention, security thing. A one wants to earn autonomy so they don't quite feel like they're allowed to be autonomous unless they have earned it, basically. Um, And I kind of felt that with, like, her trying to become, like, a wayfinder. Like, she doesn't instantly just go, like, yeah, I can do this, I can navigate a boat she's like can you please teach me to sail maui i need to like earn this wayfinding earn being like good enough for this yeah she almost like feels like her true nature is wrong because it doesn't fit with what she's supposed to do um and also there's this like thing with ones that they have like an inner calling to something higher and I feel like Moana definitely has that inner calling to something higher. Yeah. Um, and she well, also she's been, just like, has chosen by mm. the ocean to yeah to go and restore this heart back. Yeah, and I described her in my notes as a determined dreamer um, because yeah, I just feel like she's super determined and she's got this drive and this push and this like energy, and she does have this like anger inside her that she does let out but sort of you can tell she feels a bit like oh I shouldn't be letting this anger out um like she literally screams at the ocean like she's like fish peeing you all day um (laughs) like yeah she puts a lot of pressure on herself she can be a bit judgmental like when she first meets Maui she just kind of categorizes him as like a bad person a bit like Brienne in Game of Thrones does with like Jamie. she's like you're a bad person and she kind of has to learn to live in that gray area a little bit more um yeah you know what that was a very good pitch thank you i still yeah i 
I, yeah, I don't know if it's right, but yeah. I'm not, I guess it's just, I I agree with you in that, like, I think a lot of what you're saying is true, but I'm also like, I don't think I've seen a one behave the way that Moana behaves in, no, in her, like, that's freeness. that's my struggle. Um, But also that could just be to do with, like, the types of ones that television and films choose yeah. to try, because it is much easier and probably more funny on some level to portray an unhealthy one that is like mm. frazzled and freaked out and has a lot of conflict than to portray a really a one at their best mm. well because ones go to seven at their healthiest and they learn to be fun and like let go interesting okay but yeah so should we answer some questions yeah i think so i don't think this is a very common mistyping no because, i'm not as even we've sure said, that we have done this one before no as we've said like ones and sevens as we expect them to show up aren't similar at all yeah. So let's have a look at the questions. Do you have a linear, logical and structured mind or do you have a mind that continuously and quickly comes up with explosions of new ideas and thoughts so that the ideas are connected to one another but not in a structured, organised way? It's really hard because it's always hard with brain. these ones, but it's like... <laughs> I have to, yeah, put myself in the character's shoes a little bit. I wouldn't say she's the most structured person in the world. No, but I would also not say that she's, like, constantly jumping on new things. Like, she is, like, no. jumping to an extent, but she's mm. not, like, oh, this thing, no, this thing, no, this thing, in the way that some other, again, some other sevens that we've seen are mm. much more, sort of, scattered than I think she is yeah I think she's like super optimistic and like high-spirited and playful Mm. like a seven but she is more controlled in her actions a little bit I guess Mm, definitely Um, but I I don't think she needs like a rigid plan no no so she's kind of in the middle on that question Um, would you describe yourself as a self-controlled, highly structured person, or are you more freewheeling, fluid, spontaneous, and even impulsive? Again, I feel like she falls kind of in the middle, but maybe slightly more impulsive? Yeah, I think she would say that she's more impulsive. But also, I'm going to say that because that's the argument Mm. that I've made. Yeah, she's not... She's not She's like, not trying to control anything, really. No, well, I think the only thing she wants to control is, like, herself. Mm. To, to be able to, like, maintain her own happiness. But then she feels mm. massive amounts of guilt about that. Yeah, she does feel... I think it's the guilt that was getting me. I was really like... Oh, but she seems to feel really guilty about all of this. And, like, she shouldn't be doing it. But... A seven isn't exempt from feeling guilty. Yeah. Like, and actually, um, it's like you said, whenever a seven is unhealthy, they become quite, like, critical, like mm, a one. Yeah, definitely. So that could just be whenever she's feeling guilty, it's, like, the less healthy parts of her coming out mm. and sort of criticising everything that she's doing. Yeah. Um. So finally, are you good at and really like dealing with details and insist on time for almost everything you do or do you engage in details only when you have to in order to get the job done and timeliness is not your strength 
I would argue that Timeless is like she's not a detail oriented person, and I think this no, she's much film, more big picture because the entire film she's like, we just need to go, we need to like get mm. to Tafiti, and yeah. Maui freaks out, and that's why like he ends up losing his magic. Uh, hook. hook that lets him like transform is because she is so like eager to push mm. on and won't listen to him putting mm. out like he wants to plan it out and be like no we need to like go about this a different way and mm. she's like no we just need to push forward and that, that actually proves good, her wrong yeah. yeah that is such a good example so yeah that leans her into seven for sure cool yeah <laughs> My only other, so my secondary argument was for a three, but I just feel like I didn't have a strong enough case for a three. Mm, yeah, I would not say she's a three because I don't think she's, uh, I don't think she's particularly like, um, she is gonna be like the chief of her people, but like, mm. it's not in a way where she has been really like ambitious towards that particularly or anything. Mm. Yeah, and even just glancing at the type 3 versus type 7 page, it's a lot about 3s being able to, like, focus for long periods of time and really, like, get into planning and stuff. Yeah. And I just feel like that's not her vibe. Like she, like you said, she just gets on a boat yeah, and she just, just goes. Yeah, she gets on a boat she just goes. Like, um, she doesn't really know where she's going. Yeah. Whenever... She just... She tries heads towards to the hook convince, in the sky. When she tries to convince Maui, like her only plan is that she's gonna say, "My name is Moana, mm. and I I'm here to seal you across the sea, and you'll put the heart of Tafiti back into place." And that's the yeah. only thing she has, and she just keeps repeating it, it at mm. him in the hopes that it will work, even though yeah. it clearly hasn't worked. <laughs> well, I kind of like the idea of like her joy and optimism being her power, like yeah. in a sort of you know. Sevens are, like, the queens of optimism, and I can really see that for her, like, yeah. yeah. I think I've been, I've been won over, I think I've been <laughs> sold. <laughs> um, I think that she has a, an eight wing. Absolutely. Because I think she is very self-assured in herself mm. a lot of the film. She's very happy to, to be an authority figure. Yeah, and isn't afraid to, like, have a go at someone if yeah. she needs to. I yeah, I'm pretty confident with that. I'm happy with cool. that. Yeah. So, so Moana, a type seven with a wing eight. Nice. Yeah. So let's jump head back, back in into time. the past. Head back to 1950. So there was a big gap between Snow White and Cinderella. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like actually the poster, the original theatrical release poster, is on the Wikipedia page. It says a love story with music greatest since Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So like, um, Cinderella. Cool. So on a similar vein to Snow White, another sort of how we. Yeah. Ex- how pa- the patriarchy expects poor, women to the behave. The poor girl is also cleaning a lot. <laughs> yeah, but She's... bless her, like, subjected to, I must say, probably more abuse than poor Cinderella was, uh, yeah. poor, poor Snow, Snow White, White was subjected to. Like, my God, the stepmother, I was, like, obsessed with the stepmother in this on rewatching because, like, 
she's such like a normal villain. Like yeah. these people like actually exist. Like there are people who fully like the evil queen in Snow White. Very like fantastical. Yeah, extreme. she's she's very like ha 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 cackling yeah. evil villain. But the Lady evil Tremaine. stepmother. Oh my god, she is like. She's just, like, mean. (laughs) She's just, like, (laughs) abusive and mean. Like, wow. And she's so, like, calculated with it. Like, you can tell she's, like, been thinking about it and stuff. Um, She's a great character. She really is. Um, So, I typed Cinderella as a type nine. Um, She, I wrote down a lot of quotes for her. Um, through it all, Cinderella remained gentle and kind. So even though she's being horribly abused, <laughs> she's remained gentle and kind throughout. That is what, that's, that's what you should do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she uh, has this like inner anger just bubbling up. Like when she's woken up by the clock, she literally like shouts at the clock for like five minutes. <laughs> um, she's like, oh, that clock, old Killjoy, even he orders me around. Like, oh. poor Cinderella, like, even he orders me around. Jeez. Well, they can't order me to stop dreaming. Like, I feel like nines have this inner sort of world that they retreat into when they're not feeling great. And I feel like Cinderella has a very rich inner world that she just, like, retreats into. You literally see it when, um... What is it that's happening? I think it's the day after the ball. And she, like, walks in and is, like, on cloud nine. And is very, like just sort of like staring into the sky while all the sisters like pile laundry onto oh, her yeah. and she's like not she's, she's just like blinking who's <laughs> uh, just like wow disassociate much like <laughs> um and uh yet yeah, she said uh to the dog you know the orders so if you want to keep a nice warm bed you know what to do like she just wants to follow the orders get her job done and then she can go and go up to her tower um and also i thought cinderella lived in like the kitchen slash basement in this she she lives in like the tower yeah which in my opinion the best room (laughs) (laughs) so uh maybe that's just me being a dramatic fool (laughs) (laughs) i love the idea of the drama of having a tower um (laughs) but uh but yeah i feel like she wants to just get her shit done so she can go retreat to her tower and, like, sew her dresses and talk to her mice. Um, are the mice, like, she's supposed to be able to understand the mice, right? Yeah. Well, like, the so, mice okay. do, if you listen carefully, they are speaking English. They're just speaking yes. it like yeah, yeah, yeah. mousey dialect of English. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, she, like, remains calm under stress. She does stand up for herself, like, in brief moments, which I feel like she's almost connecting. I don't think she's an eight wing, but I feel like she's connecting with that eight wing and connecting with that inner anger is, um, when like she wants to attend the ball, she's like, well, I want to go to the ball. Like, fuck all of you. I'm an eligible, like I'm an eligible woman, like of a certain (laughs) age. Like I can attend the ball. It was invited to all women who are eligible. Um, and obviously the evil stepmother and, uh, stepsisters are like, "Ah," as if, but you know, she does attempt to stand up for herself. 
Um, but then retreats back into her little inner world and just goes and cries at the tree of her dead mother. And um, yeah, she just puts up with a lot of bullshit and uh, yeah, and tries to convince herself it'll be okay. Like when she can't go to the ball, she's like, after all, it would be frightfully dull. Like she's just Aww. trying to tell herself that it'll all be okay and like self-soothe. And she just kind of like, accepts everything like the fact that she's never gonna see the prince again she's just like oh well (laughs) she just like yeah i couldn't deal with how like dreamy she was this is so interesting (laughs) thoughts and feelings because i thought because these are such sort of archetypal characters that we would agree pretty much on all of these Mm. And we are going to disagree again. <laughs> oh. Because I think Cinderella is a type three. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Mind blown. Tell me everything. Oh my so goodness. I, I can't wait to hear this. I do think she's dreamy, but I think her dreaming is much more like oriented. Like she's mm. like, I have a dream and I am going to get it. <laughs> like mm. I am going to get that. But it's like, this idea of like three being like she is attractive, she is charming, like she turns up at the ball and all she does is like look around <laughs> and the prince is like, ah, the woman for me. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about how like Snow White makes she a, a rash decision? <laughs> the Prince Charming, I think, makes an even rasher, rasher decision, decision than Snow White. <laughs> um, I think like she has she's able to like make herself very diplomatic and like poised Mm. in the right situation but like she is also um concerned with like her image so Mm. like this whole thing (laughs) one of my favorite scenes in this watching this again was this scene with the fairy godmother the fairy godmother appears and she's like great you're gonna have a pumpkin as a carriage and we're gonna turn your horse into the footman and we're gonna turn the mice into the horse like i love the fairy godmother she's chaotic and Mm. i'm obsessed with her but like (laughs) she is really chaotic (laughs) there's this like joke where she's like oh what else what else and cinderella is standing there in her like ruined dress <laughs> which is like such a heartbreaking scene whenever like she comes down she's in a oh, dress yeah. and, like, the mice have worked so hard to make her look so good and she's like obsessed with it she's like oh. she, and she does she runs down the stairs and she's like what do you think isn't it beautiful don't i look wonderful <laughs> like she's just like give me compliments like cinderella wake up they're not gonna compliment you oh. but um then they obviously tear her dress apart because they're horrible people Mm. and um (laughs) this scene with the fairy godmother cinderella is clearly expecting the next thing to happen is for her to get a beautiful ball gown so she's standing there like poised arms out like staring expectantly at the fairy godmother the fairy godmother goes oh of course and cinderella goes oh good like yes and then she, (laughs) she waves her magic wand and the magic goes past cinderella and hits the dog who becomes the footman Mm, and cinderella's like what (laughs) the fairy godmother's like off you go get into the carriage and cinderella's like but don't wait what if you've forgotten something like she's like i can't go to the ball looking like this (laughs) (laughs) and it's such a funny thing of her like expecting this dress and then the fairy godmother eventually noticing and being like oh no you need to wear a nice dress Mm. (laughs) which for me i was like this is very three energy i can see that for sure (laughs) but just mainly her like thing of like (laughs) 
this dreaming quality that she has, I think, is, like, ambition-driven to some extent. Like, she wants to get out of this, like, horrible situation that she's in. Mm. And I think she knows in her heart that she is, like, worth more than she is doing at the moment. Mm. Um, She sings, no matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing, the dream that you wish will come true. Um, And there's, I also think, like, those moments that you identified as maybe being, like, her eight wing... I mm. think are just like this sort of energized, like driven thing mm. that threes have for like what they what their ambitions are in life. Like mm. when she decides she's going to the ball, she's like, I want to go to the ball. <laughs> and mm. like she actively brings it up with her stepmother and the sisters and is like, I would like to go to the ball. And when uh she gets trapped in the tar, she is like determined to make it downstairs. Like She's obviously stuck, but once she realizes, like, the mice can help her, she's like, oh, my God, go get Bruno because Bruno will chase the cat away. Like, she's giving them loads of suggestions. She's not very passive of and, like, mm. accepting of her fate in that moment. She's like, no, I'm going to get downstairs. And even whenever she does get downstairs and they, like, smash the slippers, she's like, oh, it's fine, but I have the other one. And she does it in this. That That is moment. such a free moment where she's like, but I have the other pair. (laughs) (laughs) I love reading her as a three. That's so interesting. So yeah, that's my argument. And also my other thing of her being like image fashion conscious is the fact that she clearly, when we meet Gus, he's not wearing any clothes. Gus the mice. She has a collection of mice clothes (laughs) and she dresses him. And it, it must be that she's just decided to clothe all the mice and the birds in the house. She just went because mad one day, I think. Just, I think Cinderella just, like, snapped one day and was like, just like, I'm going to start speaking to the mice. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, socialised all of them into wearing clothes and, like, helping her get ready in the mornings. Like, she mm. does not get herself ready. The birds come and give her a bath. Yeah, how, and, did, like, that, how did that come about? And, like, put her in her dress. And I'm like, this is so three of, like, cool, get me ready for work. <laughs> I love that. Um, sick. So let's have a look at these questions. I'm so intrigued. Um, because I'm still very much like, even some of the moments you were describing, I was like, well, I see that as a nine because of this, but I didn't want to get into a whole Amy March again. Yeah. Um, so- but it's so interesting that you like yet again, these uh, two types are connected along their lines mm, of like integration definitely. and disintegration. That like a three goes to a, a nine when they're unhealthy. Mm. And a nine goes to a three when they're healthy, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It is interesting that clearly we're seeing similar qualities. And also, like, it kind of reassures you that, like, the Enneagram does work, almost. Because you're like, oh, well, like, we're seeing the same kind of things. Um, so, do you have difficulty truly relaxing and often feel more comfortable working under some degree of pressure i.e specific deadlines or do you relax very easily and more pressure makes you feel stressed i feel like we never see her relax in this film (laughs) see i would disagree i feel like we see when she's like 
I think we see her get a bit flustered when she is put under pressure. Yeah, like when she her, has do give her time constraints and deadlines, she sort of doesn't deal well with that. Yeah. I think she would rather yeah. have all the time in the world to get on with everything she needs to do for the day than yeah, like, be like constricted. They are going to the ball, the stepmother gives her like a ridiculous amount of tasks to do and mm. is like, if you can get all of this done, then you can go to the ball. Mm. Um and I think she yeah, she does definitely get stressed because she's like for her the priority is that she wants to make her dress. But obviously then she has to like clean the entire house first and then the cat completely fucks her over it. This Mm. cat in this film is horrible. Side note. uh, Yeah, I have to say, weirdly, I feel like this film is more about the mice and the cat than it is about Cinderella. (laughs) I feel like they got more screen time than Cinderella. (laughs) Um but, but yeah, yeah, I think she definitely does get stressed in that moment when like she's cleaning the floor and then he's made the floor all dirty again and she's like, Oh my god and then like she does she come she does become quite apathetic when she thinks that she hasn't done everything and she's mm. like, No, I'm I'm not going. I, I'm not gonna go to the ball, so it's okay. Well, and I think for me, a three in that scenario would kind of not to shit on threes or anything but like half ass the chores a little bit to like make it quicker mm-hmm. and just make them like done enough so that they look done but just sort of like quickly do them so that they can get on with that dress yeah whereas i feel like a nine would be like no i still have to get this job done properly i still need to do it correctly don't want them to shout at me again like yeah. i'll just get on with the tasks this as i always do them sad. Poor Cinderella. she really like the earlier princesses are really just like put under loads of abuse and strain like at least the later princesses they go through difficult things but they're not like necessarily like abused (laughs) like it's uh yeah okay so that question would lean her towards a nine yeah um so question two are you really good at reading your audience and then, if needed, adjusting how you look, act, and or communicate to get the result you want? Or do you not pay much attention to how you're coming across to others, preferring to just be yourself and engage with people? My mind goes to her arriving at the ball. Yeah, and she is and kind like, of being herself, isn't she? She just sort of like... she's. Like looking around the ballroom and being like, "Oh my god!" and she doesn't even realize that she's talking to the prince because she hasn't. Mm. When I feel like she has no, she has no expectation going to the ball. She's not. She's not going to the ball to meet the prince. In my mind, she's just going to the ball to like see what it's like. Experience being at the ball. Hmm. And when she happens to, like, bump into the prince, obviously that's not what happens, but to, in her mind, she just sort of bumps into this man. She's like, oh, okay, this is nice. I'll just go with this, in yeah. my mind. No, I can see it. I'm just being reluctant to get <laughs> This was but, me with Moana, to be fair. But I, I was can like, see Yeah, it. I mean, I guess she's a seven. <laughs> Um, so finally, do you like to make things happen and see concrete results quickly, 
Or do you prefer to allow things to roll out smoothly in the best possible way, whether it takes a long time or very little time? Oh, she's a nine, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I do really like my argument for her being a I, three. I love the idea of her being a <laughs> I would three. kind of love to write a Cinderella take where maybe that is more overt. <laughs> mm, I think but... so. Well, yeah, I think if you like look at, like, is, other depictions smooth, of Cinderella. She's smooth. Like, the way that opening scene when she, like, comes down for the morning and she's getting everything ready and she's putting all of the tea on the plates and then suddenly all the girls start ringing the bells and they're like, Cinderella, Cinderella, mm. where are you? Cinderella. She's like, I'm coming. It'll take her long it takes. Also, she balances a tray of tea china cups yeah and like a porridge on her head and, while and she's carrying her. two and other she trays goes into each room and what picks up a laundry bag like the last yeah. room she comes out of she has a laundry bag on her head like what <laughs> skills skills that i wish i had <laughs> yeah um so that makes cinderella a type nine with a one wing Eight wing. I think Thoughts more of a. Feelings. I think more of an eight wing than a one wing. Mm, I can. I because would be I do think she has these that. moments where she does like speak up for herself. Hmm. I'd be willing to concede that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. So, <laughs> Cinderella, a nine with an eight wing. I can see that. Which um, brings us. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so last, that brings us to our final character. Our last princess of, this, of this episode is the star of the 2012 film Brave. She's not only the first, she's the first Pixar princess because this was mm. the first like Disney Pixar thing. Was with, Tangled uh, not Pixar then? It was, but um, I, I don't think so. It must not have been. We're just doing doing a quicker. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not Pixar, it's just Disney. Oh. Um, so this is a Pixar animation studios mm. film. So and it's it's the first Pixar film with a female lead, which is mm. kind of surprising because twenty twelve. But wow. she's also she's the first single princess. She Was like, she the first? Yeah, she like is Fuck me. Was the first one to not have a a prince, which I think leads us very easily into what I think her type is. I I, think I feel like we're going to type her the same. Yeah, I think she is quite easy to type. Like, the whole film is about what bravery is and, mm. you know, seizing your fate and is your fate something that destiny decides for you or is it something you decide for yourself? Mm. And Merida is very much of the opinion that it is something that she decides for herself, which is yes. 100% a type 8 quality. Yes. And I think she is a type 8. Agree. Indicative across like the whole film. Mm. The thing of like, she's meant to be getting married and instead she stands up and says that she's shooting arrows to win her own hand because I'll she be doesn't want to marry anyone. I'll be shooting my own hand. Like, oh, iconic. Oh, she's such a badass. <laughs> 
Um, she doesn't see why she has to be a princess. She like basically just tells her mom, like, tell them that I'm not ready to be a princess. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's I don't like, see why that's this. not an option. <laughs> and like most of the film's conflict is between her and her mum and the fact that they are actually, I think, incredibly similar. Mm, and I think both so. full of like just pride and mm. unwilling to bend to the other's point of view. Mm. Yeah. Anything yeah. to add? Yeah, I fully agree with you. She goes against what's expected of her. She's full of energy. She cares a lot about strength and being in control of her own destiny. Um, she's so independent. Um, she's quippy as well. Like, when the princess so arrives, she's all like, oh, oh, the wee lamb. Look, like, look at him mm-hmm. trying to, like, impress me. And she's yeah. so like, whatever. She doesn't accept other people controlling or taming her, which is where I think a lot of the tension comes between her and her mum. She's so fiery. She just, like, defies expectations. Um, One of the songs that plays during when she's literally climbing a I'm waterfall, to, yeah, she's like, sk- like bare hand, <laughs> like, what? Um, Is, be as strong as the seas are stormy. Like, yeah. I feel like that exemplifies who Merida wants to be. Um, yeah, she just doesn't want to marry because it means giving up her freedom. And it's like, fuck that. Like, she pushes herself to the edge. She, like, has this whole thing where she absolutely, for so long, will not accept blame at all yeah. for the fact that she turned her mother into a bear. <laughs> Which, like, honestly, I kind of love. (laughs) Yeah, but she's literally, like, one of her lines is, there's no point having a go at me. The witch is to blame. It's not my fault. Like, (laughs) and I feel like that's such an eight thing of, like, no, fuck you. Like, it's not my fault that you're a bear. Like, it's this stupid witch. Like, ugh. Like, I just... I love this film so she's much. Um, she's and I so think, like, good. This is so the total opposite of like Snow White, where like Merida mm. is like so indicative of like 2012. Like she is allowed to be her own person. She doesn't mm. have to marry anybody to be happy at the end of the film. Like she does learn some things from her mum. Yeah, Um, well, it's it's about basically um a mother and daughter, which finally, because we have we aren't killing off every single fucking mother that a princess (laughs) has. Not have a stepmother in this film. (laughs) Well, because it's even like they tried to kill off Moana's mum, um, and Nicole Scherzinger, who voices Moana's mum, was like, "No, you can't kill off her mum. Stop killing off every princess's mum." Um. Because, yeah, like, I, I get it as a trope, but also, like, stop killing off your women, like, yeah. Disney, but it's please. Also, like, I, there's so many films, I think men are allowed to have films where, like, mm. little boys will disagree with their father figures and yeah. they have to find a way to come together. And women generally aren't allowed to have films where they disagree with their mum in such, like, a no. volatile way. And yet, so many women experience yeah. that. Like,. <laughs> Like, everyone has arguments with their parents, like, both parents, not just, like, you know, um, if you have a mother and a father, obviously. The mum and the dad in this have such a, like, lovely, healthy marriage, and it's just, like, Mm. really refreshing to see. I love their marriage, yeah. And yeah, and one more quote I have for her is, 
um, the quote that gets me a little bit emotional. Um, but it's, our fate lives within us. You only have to be brave enough to see it. Oh. And this is why, like, again, I love so much about every single Enneagram type, and I will gush about any Enneagram type if you give me a chance. But this is why eights I love. Like, this is what I love about eights. Like, I have a thing that I really, really love about each type, but this is what I love about eights, and this is what I want to bring from the eight into my own life because I definitely don't feel brave enough to see that my fate lives within me because I feel flawed deep down because I'm a four but that's (laughs) what I want to take from eights is like let's your fate is in you like make it happen yourself because you have the power to do that like oh gets me emotional feel yeah (laughs) All the feelings. (laughs) So what wing did you give Merida? I think her wing's quite easy. I think she has a wing seven. I think so as well. She's so rebellious and she's so spontaneous. She's just like, oh, I'm fucking doing this. Like, oh, my mum's pissing me off. I'm going to find a witch. the witch in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. Can we also mention, like, the witch in this film? Iconic. She's hilarious. Icon. I love her. I love that when Merida first goes in and she's like, you're a witch, the witch is going, no, I'm a carver. I'm a carver. Look at all the things I carve. I carve. I'm a carver. <laughs> like, I love her. Like, Julie Walters really smashes it on yeah. the voice acting. All the voice acting in this is sick. Like, oh, everyone in it is just doing incredible jobs. And I just, yeah, this film is everything to me. I think also just like, I don't know if you also feel this, but just like the Celtic. Celticness yeah, like, and like, I was just about to we say both that, have like... Celtic heritage. Um, <laughs> Catherine can the... claim it a lot stronger than I can, but. I love the Gaelic singing in this film. It's oh, like, it's yes. just beautiful. I, w- I want, give me an Irish Disney princess and I will. Oh, like, that's I... the next one. Well, d- let's get some more. Uh, Let's get some fewer white princesses first, and yeah, then uh, then we'll then we'll come back <laughs> to we'll an Irish princess. The Irish, yeah, the PSD white princess. Yeah, we don't need more white princesses right now, but still, so <laughs> eventually. That's all of our princesses for this week. Yeah, uh, which I thought was going to take us like forty minutes to go through. Here we are at a normal episode length. No, I think it's just because we've really taken the time to chat in depth about each mm. of them, though. But yeah, if you are listening and you're like, oh my god you didn't even talk about my favorite princess that's because this is a hard episode so come back and listen not just next week but the week after and we will talk about all of the disney princesses uh so we have a quick fire round we do where we are not allowed to explain our reasoning for what enneagram type we've given this character we are just shouting out some types Mm -hmm. um so let's do let's a quick fire round. So the prince in Snow White. Six. It. <laughs> God knows he's barely fucking in that film. <laughs> um, prince Charming. Nine. Eight. <laughs> uh, Jacques. Six. Six. Oh. Gus. Uh, Gus. Gus. I love. I always say Jacques, Jacques, and Gus, Gus, because that's the way they say them. <laughs> um, um, I typed Gus as a seven. I typed Gus as a seven. Oh my god, we agreed. 
Um, I love that. Moana's grandma? An eight? I said seven. Okay. Um, and Maui? Four. Three. <laughs> I, I can see the, you for those who, talk about it. For those who can't see us, because obviously everyone listening can't see us, Whenever me and Catherine do this um, quick fire round, we literally like move and like stare at each other <laughs> whenever we say the type. And then we sort of have a stare off for a couple of seconds. I can see in his eyes me saying Maui is a four is him going, what? <laughs> explain, explain more. But we can't just a quick fire no. round. So what is Marida's mum? <laughs> a one. I said it. Oh. Interesting. I think, I think that might be the same type. Just saying. Mm, um, I think she likes rules too much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for a different episode. <laughs> Sick. An episode um, on Disney mothers. It will be 10 minutes long because she's the only one. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have some awards that we give out every week. Yes. We have the Oops, I Did It Again award that goes to the character who is the most like that type the mm-hmm. most typical type one you ever saw, for instance. Mm-hmm. And we have the clumsy award that we give to the character who was the hardest to type, whether that's because mm-hmm. they are just poorly written or whether they're excellently written and they're super multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Um, so who would you like to give the Oops, I Did It Again award to this week? I think we cannot give it to anyone else but Merida. Yeah. Um, I think she, she has to. She's such an eight. I think it's impossible to type her as anything else. And we disagreed on every other princess, so. <laughs> I think I am going to give the clumsy award to Moana. Because even Ooh, with us agreeing yeah. on her being type seven, you made a lot of really good points that mm. had me thinking for a second. So. Yeah, I, I agree think she with was, that. She was a hard one to type. Yeah, Um, I think so. Do you have a writing tip for us this week? I think my writing tip this week is kind of to do with what we were talking about, about time periods. Mm. So the fact that like these older princesses sort of typify the women that are in that time period Mm. and the newer ones are very typical of what we would expect, um, like a a modern the ideal of a modern woman to be Mm. um i think if you're like using the enneagram in this way it's really interesting if you want to write something that is set in a time period so say if you were writing historical fiction or if you're writing like a historical drama set in like the 50s or the 20s or something else it's really interesting to take the enneagram types and put them into that period and see how that constrains mm, that them because i think if you were to put a character like merida into 1937 even if she was still an eight she would not be able to mm. react in the same no. way that she does in the 2020 or the 2012 film brave mm. because of the time period and because of the constraints of that time period so i think it could be a fun writing exercise i love that them. I love that idea as an exercise of taking a character, like literally taking a character like Merida and replacing her with Snow White, having exactly the same stuff happen to her and see, see what, how that changes where it would actually where, go. Like how much of their character is allowed to come out more, mm. like or to, to be re- restricted by boundaries that are set upon them. Mm. That's so interesting. I love that. 
Do you have an Enneagram tip for this week? Yeah. Um. So my Enneagram tip this week is go through all nine types and work out what you love and what you want to bring into your own life from each type. Like, think a little bit about a one, think a little bit about a two, think a little bit about all of them and go, what do I love about this type? And what can I learn from that type? Like I was saying about eights is, I feel like what I want to take from eights is their ability to demand autonomy, their ability to go, this is how I want to be treated, this is the life I'm going to have, and it's going to happen for me because I demand it to be like that. I, for so much of my life, haven't accepted that, and learning about the Enneagram allowed me to go, there are people in the world who just demand things, and like, (laughs) and like, live their life that way and they're perfectly fine like they're living a great life and probably quite a happy life because they're demanding the things that they want and the same with like sevens like for me sevens I want to take that optimism that excitement for life like I can get down I can get wallowy and grumpy like let's take the thrill of sevens and the excitement of sevens the for me, like, the ambition of threes, the morality of ones, the, like, just ability to really hone in on something of fives, and, like, um, the calmness of nines in, like, the face of all obstacles, the kindness of twos, the loyalty of sixes, like, their ability to stick by something and, like, follow a, a belief system, follow, like, something that they really trust and go, yeah, this is what I believe in. This is what I stick by. This is what I trust. This is who I trust. And like, yeah, I think that's all the time. I mean, from fours, I am a four, so it feels like a bit self-indulgent, but like the ability <laughs> like, to see I beauty mean, I, in the world yeah, of Yeah, I really love this idea. I, I think yeah. this is something that I would also... I'm going to take this tip into my own life. Yeah, because it might be different for every person as well. Something that I appreciate about fours is like this ability to like be so in touch with your own emotions and be so deep Mm. in your own emotions and like also to like let yourself be a bit dramatic. Like (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everyone's got to have a bit of drama in their lives. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all for this week. But uh, tune in for the next two weeks. Yeah. Because we've got a bumper triple episode of Disney Princesses for you. Yeah. Do we want to tell them who's in the next one or just leave them guessing? I I mean, you can work it out if you worked out what we're doing. I mean, you can work it out, but I think we'll leave it as a surprise. Yeah. For the the keen listeners. Yeah. Um, If you are a big (laughs) Disney Princess fan, uh, shoot us a tweet and tell us what what type you think your princess is if we haven't covered her yet. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Love that. We will see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Leave us a review if you like the show. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Enya Obsessed. That's E N N E A Obsessed. We're also on Instagram at Enneagram Obsessed Pod. And if you completely disagreed with everything that we were saying, send us an email 
at enneagramobsessed at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail um, so we can actually hear your voices at anchor.fm forward slash enneagramobsessed. Help I'm Obsessed with the Enneagram is created and produced by us, Kyle Flynn Davies and Catherine McFall. Music is What a Wonderful Day by Shane Ivers from silvermansound.com. See you next time. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>